Hi, this is Daniel Sandoval from the Sandoval Bench Podcast. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing, and golf. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. That's BetOnline.net. Thank you for joining me for this week's episode. You're listening to Sandoval Bench Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Sandoval. Uh, so for this week, I uh, wanted to get into some NFL news. We have uh, some updates on Jimmy G, Debo Samuel. Uh, let's see, Kyler Murray has a new contract. Uh, we'll touch on baseball, MLB All-Star Game, uh, Juan Soto, uh, Big 12, Pac-12 Partnership discussions, uh, Miles Bridges, and we'll talk about some Emmy nominations. So, um First, I want to touch on the NFL news. Uh, so the the 49ers have officially uh, granted uh, Jimmy Garoppolo and his agent to find his own uh, trade partner, I guess, uh, which I don't know how that works. Like, how does that even work where they tell, like, isn't that the GM's job, but they're going to tell uh, Jimmy Garoppolo and his agent, hey, <clears throat> you can find your own trade partner. And, you know, these are the kind of parameters that, that we're looking for. Uh, in a potential deal. Um, so, I, I mean, I don't know. There's there's obviously a list of teams. It was uh, Cleveland was rumored, but, you know, they have um, backed away from that. And then also Carolina, but then they ended up getting Baker Mayfield. Um, and then, yeah, I heard Houston, and, you know, there was a rumor about Tampa Bay. But I don't know. There's not really a lot of options. He's now uh, recovered from his uh, shoulder surgery, and um, I think they might end up cutting him or keeping him. Um, you know, they cut they, – Seems like they overplayed their hand. Uh, but I think that's kind of linked to the Debo Samuel situation. Uh, with Debo, he, you know, he, I think he's reported to camp. He, there's been um, some dialogue with uh, the front office and uh, Debo Samuel in his camp. And uh, there was even a video of, of him working out with his trainer. And his trainer said, Oh, we're about to get paid. And it's like, Oh, no, Debo's about to get paid. So, Seems like there's some hints there that uh, the 49ers and Debo Samuel are going to work out a new contract, which which is great for the team because um, as Trey Lance uh, becomes a starting quarterback and and begins begins to develop and takes the reins from you know this uh, this contending uh, playoff team, you know he needs to have someone he can rely on uh, in Debo Samuel. So I expect them to get a deal done probably I don't know before before the start of the season maybe like August or something. Um, and then Kyler Murray, there's some news there. He reportedly signed a, a new contract for $230 million. And that makes him the second highest paid QB, which, you know, I have a lot of problems with this, uh, with this contract in particular, because Kyler Murray, he, as I said in the past episodes, he had, 
Uh, he had a great start to the season, but as soon as DeAndre Hopkins went down, he just wasn't wasn't the same. Uh, their the Cardinals' offense wasn't the same. Cliff Kingsbury, as a head coach, has a history of you know their, his team starting off hot, and then they kind of just fizzle out late in the season once teams begin to figure them out. Same thing with Kyler Murray. People started figuring him out, you know, at the end of the, his his first year starting, and then at the at the end of this season, this past season, and then he had that just abysmal uh, playoff game. Like I think they started off ten and one, and then you know lost like four straight, four out of five or whatever, and then uh, they go to the playoffs, and he just had the worst playoff game ever that I've seen in a while. Um, kept throwing interceptions, through a pick six. And his, he has leadership issues, which I've said in the past too. It's like he, like him and AJ Green did not get along. I could tell. You could tell in the field the nonverbal uh, cues there, where you know uh, Kyler's obviously trying to blame AJ Green for not coming back to the ball, and AJ Green's like, "Hey, you gotta, you gotta throw me in the right spots," kind of thing. But they didn't say that. But you know, their their body language said that, and um, you know, he was always quick to blame other people, and you know, he's a smaller quarterback. Gets injured a lot, has a lot of nagging injuries, and um, I think yeah, it doesn't have the uh, the leadership qualities that you look for in a quarterback. Um, so I wouldn't have done the contract, especially because he's just like he threw a fit until he got a new contract. Uh, you know, took all the, the team stuff off of his his page. It's like, dude, you just had the worst game that I've seen a quarterback have in the NFL playoffs and then you're going to throw a fit and then demand a new contract which I didn't think you deserve I think you have to play another year and then we figure out where we go after that see if you can bounce back from that bad uh playoff game you had because if you make a deep run the playoffs you get a bigger contract but but no he wanted it now and the the Cardinals were like hey what do we do you know we're kind of tied to Cliff and and Kyler together so, you know, they did what every organization has been doing now is they gave they balked and they gave him a contract. But, you know, it sets a precedent. You know, now all these players, they could do that. That's what they do. But, um, you know, I think they should just let them potentially let him walk if, if he wanted to go. It's like, go ahead. Go ahead and go. Like, you're not I don't think you're as dynamic as uh, as Lamar Jackson. You're not. He's not a top 10 quarterback, in my opinion. He's an early season MVP every year, but uh, we'll see if he could bounce back from from last year. Um, they should be better this year, but again, it you know him and Cliff combined, um, they end up fizzling out late in the season. Um, so we just had the uh, MLB All Star game this past week and uh, or a few days ago, in the uh, home run derby. Um, it was a farewell g- goodbye, I guess, last game for Albert Pujols, who also played in the home run derby. Uh, baseball, this is the stuff that they get right when they br- they brought uh, Miguel Cabrera. They he, they let him play as well, um, where they kind of get the legends back in. They get them involved, and then they have the home run derby, and you know you had Ken Griffey there, you had all the, all the big names there. Um, so that makes it exciting. Then they changed the some of the rules for the MLB All Star game, make it a little bit more exciting. So if they went to extras. It was gonna have. It was gonna be like their own uh, little home run derby. Um, so it, they ended up. Uh, the game ended up being three uh, two. But this is what baseball needs to do because baseball has just been. Um, it's just been a little uh, dried up lately. Even with Shohei Otani, who's arguably the most interesting and best player in baseball, he's doing things that Babe Ruth wasn't doing. But you know, he's pitching and he's hitting, and he's just amazing at both of them. 
But he plays for the Los Angeles Angels, which I'm still just annoyed about is the Angels. Like they have great players and they just can't win anything. And Mike Trout was always injured, but um, they have to, they need to be able to market their players better. Like we should be seeing Shohei Otani everywhere. We should be seeing Mike Trout everywhere. Juan Soto everywhere, which I'll talk about him in a bit. But uh, yeah, Juan Soto ended up winning the home run derby. But um, baseball has to, has to figure out a way to, to get the younger people involved. Um, even people my age aren't as as locked in to the to the uh, to the sport as often as they they are there used to be I guess as kids and it's just like that. like I watch I watch some Giants games here and there but uh, most of the time like if I get off of work and the games like at six six forty five and I watch up to like the fifth inning and I fall asleep because I can I get tired I go to sleep early and the games are a little bit long but. Um, like and I'm and I'm a like a diehard Giants fan, but it's uh, it's hard to maintain and, and watch all the games all the time. Um, so yeah, they're and then they're gonna bring in the um, the robo umpires, the robot umpires, like in, in a couple years, which I, I think is a bad idea. And then in single A, they're now they're starting to ban the shift, and then they drew like a little a little pie chart kind of thing. A pie slice in the in the infield where an infielder can't stand so that he can't he can't be part of the shift like they're gonna just ban it if you stand there I think they don't they'll they'll make you move out of there until until uh, then, then the the pitch will get thrown and then so, so you can stand like right next to the the line and then if, if you're a shortstop or second baseman and you're, cl- and you're fast enough you can still use the shift so it that doesn't even make any sense at all um, I don't think they're testing it right now. So, uh, but yeah, Juan Soto he he turned down a four hundred fifty million dollar contract from the Nationals for fifteen years. Um, you know, they won the World Series in twenty nineteen. He's twenty two years old, um, has a lot of power, um, and he's just a great offensive player. And I, it seems like he's he's out of Washington. I don't. I don't think there's a team right now that has the assets to trade for him. Um, so I don't think it's going to happen this year during the trade trade deadline. But it, it might happen in the offseason. I think he's good as gone out, out of uh, Washington because, you know, they've just been... They're not the same team at all since uh, the 2019 World Series. They've, they've let some guys go. Scherzer, Rendon, um, some other guys here and there. But, um, yeah, I think he's looking for a 10-year... Uh, 500 million dollar contract which he probably will get you know because he's again like i said he's 22 years old he's already won a world series mvp so he's proven that he could win the big games and and he's young like shohei otani's gonna get a fat contract probably 500 million dollars but uh he's i think he's 28 or 29 already so he doesn't so he doesn't have that much left i guess in his career since he's a little bit older than juan soto so um yeah list of teams already that came up were of course the Yankees uh, for a trade partner and um, the Dodgers, and also with the Giants. But I don't want to hear the Giants because they don't make the big trades for for superstars like Juan Soto. So I don't I don't see that one happening. And they don't have enough assets or enough uh, uh, minor league players to pull off that trade. The Dodgers do. They could trade back uh, like Freddie Freeman or Cody Bellinger, a bunch of picks. I don't know how how that would even work. But or even if I don't even think they would trade him to the Dodgers. But we'll see. But uh, the Nationals are probably going to get um, uh, a historic trade haul in return for Juan Soto because he's at the top of his game right now. And like I said, he's he has so much time left in his career because 
he signed him for a 10-year contract. He's only 32 at the end of that, and and he could still play for another four years, give or take. So the Big 12 and the Pac-12, we're talking about an alliance or a partnership, kind of play each other basketball, get a, a, a college football championship or football championship kind of thing, playoff little format there. Uh, because this is after the Big 12 said, oh, hey, we're open for business, you know. Um, you know, I'm getting all kinds of phone calls. We're busy. People want us kind of thing, even though, you know, Big 12 is, was dead last year. Now, uh, this year, Big 12 is dead. So naturally, there'd be some kind of uh, a partnership there. But now the talks have uh, are dead. So I don't know what happened or, or, or why it happened. But, you know, it, it seems like an ego thing. You know, if you're the Big 12 or the Pac-12, you got to just... It's a, hey, like we're both going to become, you know, Mac schools or, or whack whatever uh, schools there. So we need to save the schools that we have left, come together, maybe throw in the ACC there and just create our own little like uh, coastal partnership. You know, you get the central time zone, east and west, and just figure it out there. Because, I mean, the fans of these conferences, we are devastated because we don't want we don't want to have lesser games where we're playing. We have to play like we have to play like Idaho State all the time, or um, like uh, Eastern Washington, or you know San Jose State, whatever the hell. Like we don't want to play those schools. We want to play you know regular Pac-12 schools or you know bigger conference schools. And you know with this uh, conference realignment, those schools aren't aren't going to be able to get scheduled because they're like, oh, why would we go play Oregon State? You know, they're part of like the Pac-6 now and they're not getting as many recruits. So their their teams aren't as good. And um, so, yeah, those are dead. So I'd, I expect, I don't know, these conferences, they just lie to each other and they're lying to the fans too. They're like, oh, yeah, we're we're working on this. Or we're doing this. But um, or, you know, we're trying to lead the charge for to bring the Pac-12 to dominance and, and to get it to where it used to be. But it's not going to be where it used to be because now it's just it's just dead. And now I think Oregon's probably going to leave. There's a lot of rumors about Oregon because Oregon is like, it's a sleeping giant there with Phil Knight and the money that they have. And it's important for him to have, to be able to play in the big games, right? He has to be able to um, go to the um, college football playoff, you know, play like they're playing the opener against Georgia. That game already sold out. Uh, he needs to be, they need to be in big games, right? So I expect them to either leave to the Big Ten or... Um, I don't. I don't think the Big Twelve, but there there's has to be some movement for them. They might take Washington with them, uh, just because they're rivals. Uh, they probably wouldn't take Oregon State, which is messed up. Like you're not gonna acknowledge your rival in Oregon State, and that that rivalry game would be over. And that's I look forward to it every year, no matter if it's basketball, football, baseball, or even volleyball. Like whatever. I'm if they're playing the Ducks, I'm watching it. But um, so that that is uh, sad. But I hope um, there's some changes there and and they could kind of come to an agreement. Uh, let's see. Miles Bridges, uh, the update on that. He was officially charged with uh, with domestic violence and uh, like ch- child endangerment. And he's facing up to 11 years in prison. So his uh, and he was a free agent and free agency was going to start the day before. But I mean, this would have come out already before or after if especially if he was already an abuser this would have come out so um i think he he's looking at he's facing a lot of time there so he might actually um you know get sentenced to prison actually so um we'll keep an eye on that and I'll let you know but 
had a promise, promising career there. You know, he was, a, he was a great young player, but um, I guess it turns out he's not a good person. And uh, and I don't know where that leaves the uh, the Hornets because you know now they have to they have to you know find another person to fill that void that 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 he's going to leave because he was um, such a great number two there with uh, LaMelo Ball for that team. Uh, but yeah, we'll keep an eye on that. And then uh, the Emmy nominations came out a couple weeks ago. Um, let's see. So this is this is the one for a drama series, which I've watched all of these except I haven't finished Severance. But uh, these are the nominations for a drama series. Uh, yeah, Better Call Saul was great on AMC. I'm watching the, um, the part two of the last season, which has been insane. It's been just a great show. I'm, I'm so sad for it to end. Um, that with, uh, with, I just rewatched Breaking Bad and it's just watching it like the third time around. It's just so great. Cause you can, you pick up on all the little details that, you know, that they focused on. It's, it's just really good. And then also Euphoria, we had a great season two in Euphoria, uh, Ozark, um, ended, which I was sad about too, but that was uh, such a great show. And then, uh, Severance, I've watched a couple episodes. I need to catch up on that one, but, um, that one's on Apple TV plus, um, and then Squid Game on Netflix, Stranger Things. I haven't watched Stranger Things, but that one apparently was uh, the season finale. Or season finale was like two hours long, apparently, which is crazy. And then uh, Succession on HBO. Uh, this past season was one of my favorites, and that last episode was just spectacular. And then uh, Yellow Jackets on Showtime was the other nomination. That show was just crazy. It was. Um, it's about that soccer team where they're traveling and then the plane crashes and then they're stuck in the woods and, you know, and then, um, so it goes back and forth between the present time and then the past when they're younger and then they're good when they're older. Um, but that one was just, I was, it was kind of creepy, but it was, it was really good. Um, and then, so then that one got picked up for a second, a uh, second season and the nominations for comedy series, Abbott Elementary on ABC, that one was really good. It's about inner city school and um, the teachers struggling to get funding and stuff for for the students. Um, that was pretty funny. And then uh, Barry on HBO, great show as well. Kirby Enthusiasm, also on HBO. And then um, Hacks on HBO. That one uh, just had a season, a second season. Marvelous Miss Maisel, and then Only Murders in Building on Hulu. Ted Lasso, uh, Apple TV Plus, and What We Do in the Shadows. Uh, so for best comedy series, I think uh, Abbott Elementary is going to win because it was just kind of a unique new show. The other ones have already been out, but I think that's like uh, the, they had a lot of stars on that one or rising stars, I should say, because I hadn't seen them in anything else. But um, it was just a, a great first season for that show. And then um, drama series, I think I have um, I think I have Yellow Jackets winning that one just because uh, it was just I was just so into that one. Um, and I binge watched it on, on Showtime after it had ended. Um, and it was just such an interesting show. Uh, limited series, Dope Sick, The Dropout, Inventing Anna, Pam and Tommy, The White Lotus. The only one I've seen out of that is with The White Lotus, which I loved. And, you know, now it's not limited because it got picked up for a second season, which uh, they started filming already. And I think it'll be out next year. Um, I didn't watch the Pamela Anderson, um, the Tommy one where they were that one was about the sex tape 
Venting Anna, and watched that one. It's about, um, what's it, her name? Anna Delviv or something. The one who pretended to be royalty and was like ripping off a bunch of people. The Dropout is about um, Elizabeth Holmes, played by, um, what's her name? Um, she was one from Mean Girls. Amanda Seyfried. And then Dope Sick, is that the one with, that's the one with Michael Keaton, I think. Um, so then uh, lead actor in a drama series, Jason Bateman, Ozark, Brian Cox, Succession, uh, Lee Jung Jae, uh, Squid Game, Bob Odenkirk, Better Call Saul, Adam Scott, Severance, Jeremy Strong, Succession. That one has Jeremy Strong written all over it, especially in this past season where, you know, he's fighting uh, Brian Cox and trying to get the company and then he just gives up and, you know, he has a scene where he jumps in the pool and his, his, um, his siblings think he's going to kill himself. Um, there's just good stuff from from Jeremy Strong. Uh, lead actress in the drama series, Jodie Comer, Killing Eve. Haven't seen that one. Uh, Laura Linney in Ozark. Uh, Melanie Linsky in Yellow Jackets. And Sandra Oh, Killing Eve. Reese Witherspoon, The Morning Show. Zendaya, Euphoria. Uh, Zendaya and Euphoria was great again in uh, season two of Euphoria. Euphoria. Uh, but I'm going to give this one to uh, Melanie Linsky in Yellow Jackets just because just the way her character was and um, the character arc from when she was a kid um, stuck in the woods with her teammates and how how her character evolved to her as an adult. And she's still dealing with the issues from, uh, from, you know, the plane crash. I just thought um, she played that character very well. Uh, Lead actor in a comedy series, Don Glover, Atlanta. I haven't watched the new season. Bill Hader and Barry, Nicholas Holt, the great Steve Martin and Martin Short in uh, Only Murders in the Building, and then Jason Sudeikis in uh, Ted Lasso. Um, I've only seen a couple of these, so I guess I would say Bill Hader and Barry. So I I need to catch up on some stuff. Uh, lead actress in a comedy series, Rachel uh, Bronzanen. I don't know. The Marvel, the Marvelous Miss Maisel, Quentin Brunson, uh, Quinta Brunson in Abbott Elementary, uh, Kaylee Cuoco in The Flight Attendant, Elle Fanning in The Great, Issa Rae in Insecure, Gene Smart in Hacks. Uh, I'm gonna say Jean Smart and Hacks because I just love her so much in that show. I think she's so funny and witty in that show, um, and it's such a it's such a good um, show. And I, I just love the way that they did it. It's very good. Uh, lead actor in a limited series or movie, Colin Firth, The Staircase. Oh, that's the one about um, what's his name? Where he uh, I forget what his name was, but he uh, he pushed his uh, or he killed his wife. She fell down the stairs, and then is that the Robert Durst one? I think that's the one um, who ended up getting. He ended up dying after he was found guilty of killing his wife and then his friend, who he told that he killed his wife. Uh, Andrew Garfield, Under the Banner of Heaven. That one looked really good. He plays like a detective on that one. In um, It's on Hulu. And then Oscar Isaac, Scenes from a Marriage. I was into Scenes of a Marriage. Um, that was a, a limited series on HBO with him and Jessica Chastain. And it was just so hard to watch i love watching the stuff where it's like oh look look at this uh, married couple the rich married couple and they're just they hate their lives or they're arguing about their relationship um that one was really difficult to watch um they were just like terrible to each other and so i only watched like three episodes and it was like just the worst uh michael keaton and dope sick um himesh patel and station 11 sebastian stan and, P- and pam and tommy um, I only watched one of those, so I can't even say what I would, I would which one I would pick because I, I only have seen one. Uh, let's see. Lead actress in a limited series or movie, Tony Collette, The Staircase, Julia Garner, Inventing Anna, Lily James, Pam and Tommy, Sarah Paulson, Impeachment, 
Margaret Qualley and Maid, Amanda Seyfried in the, in the dropout. That one I can't say anything either. But Amanda Seyfried got a lot of uh, good reviews and a lot of good feedback in the dropout. And Margaret uh, Qualley and the Maid, too. Um, there was a lot of uh, good talk about her in that one. Um, let's see. And then here we go. Here's some other ones. Uh, Best Supporting Actress in a Drama Series. Uh, Patricia Arquette in Severance. Julia Garner in Ozark. She's amazing in that. She's already thinks she won two Emmys already for that. Uh, Jung-ho Yuan in Squid Games, Christina Ricci in Yellow Jackets, Rhea Seahorn in Better Call Saul, J. Smith Cameron Succession, Sarah Snook Succession, Sydney Sweeney Euphoria. That is quite the ballot right there. Um, I'm going to pick Rhea Seahorn, though, from Better Call Saul because I just love her as as Kim Wexler. I think just the, uh, just the way she starts in the beginning, she's all about... Uh, Hamlin, Hamlin McGill, and then she gets closer to uh, to Saul Goodman, ends up burying him, and then helps him out with you know his little schemes that he's running around town. Uh, but yeah, Sarah, Sarah Snook was also good in Succession. And Sydney Sweeney, this was a breakout season for her in Euphoria, and she was just insane uh, late in those episodes. And then uh, Julia Garner, of course, in Ozark, is just she's like one of my favorite TV characters of all time. She's just so good in that role. Uh, supporting actor in a drama series, Nicholas Braun. Uh, uh, in succession he's cousin greg uh billy crudup in the morning show uh kieran culkin in succession park haisu uh in squid game matthew mcfadden in succession oh i'd have to say matthew mcfadden in succession because uh oh, and then yeah christopher walken severance and john uh chaturo in severance and ou su in uh, squid game I would have to say Matthew McFadden because um, just the way that he, his character comes out on top at the end of the succession uh, this past season. And you don't even expect it to. He just completely, um, he backstabs his wife and then the whole family and then takes Brian Cox's side. It's just, oh man, it's amazing TV. That last episode and like towards those last scenes, like when they're going to go confront their dad and then... And then Tom is just right there like, oh, what happened? And he's they're like, oh, who told him? Like, well, I think you guys know who told him. Um, that was just that was just amazing and just well done. Uh, so I think it's I think he has to get it uh, just because just just the way his where his character came from. The first episode that we saw him where he was just trying to impress uh, Logan Roy with the watch. And, you know, everyone's just kind of shitting on him. And he's both he's playing. He's on Kendall's side. And then he's he's with um He's with Logan, and you don't know what he's doing, but he's he's loyal to uh, to uh, Siobhan, and then but she's just mean to him, and she's changing. so it's just amazing where his character ends up at uh, at the end of that season, um, and then let's see what else. I think that is it. Those are the most notable ones, but um, so yeah, we'll see who wins those awards, and uh, I'm excited for some of these new seasons to come out i do need to catch up on um, a few of those shows that i haven't seen yet but uh but yeah that's all i have for the podcast for today um thanks for listening and we'll be back next week as usual so we'll talk then